Welcome to Nest Church, and thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope this word blesses you today. For more information, visit nestchurch.com. We hope to see you soon. And remember, you are Amen. So this is what we're going to do today. I want to put some pictures up just so you can see. Sometimes it's cool to know the history and how far back uh, we go. So, so check this out. This is um, my good friend, actually, my, one of my best friends since we were like seven years old, six years old. I think we'll have him. Check this out. This is good. I think he, I think he broke it. I think he... he <laughs> but uh, so today we have uh, um, Pastor Max with us, and I was sharing in our 930 huddle uh, that Pastor Max uh, is from a church uh, in, in the Kendall area called Numa Church. He, there we go. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Yeah, that, now we're talking, baby. So I would say we're probably like in middle school here in this picture. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the 70s. No. Definitely the 90s. Yeah. And then there we are. At, yeah, yeah, there's, there, there I am. That's not Jackson. That's actually me. And... and <laughs> And then um, Little Ice Cube, yeah, that's what we used to actually call him. We used to call him Doughboy, actually. Yeah, so, so that's Max to the right, and um, it's so cool um, to, to, to see how, how far back we go and then to see how the Lord has called us both um, to do his purposes and his will. Um, I'll never forget that that gentleman right there uh, to, to my left in this picture, you're right, um, you know, I always share testimonies of him, and one that I always share was like that one time when my mom, and you guys have heard the story, my mom shows up at night after a long day of work, I think it was like a Friday night, and Max is there with all his friends, and, um, and all his friends have beeswax in their hair and, and gold teeth in their mouths, and, and, and they're outside playing basketball, and some are inside the house, and I'm upstairs in my room, and my mom just says hello to everyone, and she comes upstairs, and she says, Rigo, who are these people in our house? with big old baggy clothes and gold teeth and just as ghetto as they come. I won't tell you what a group that they were associated with. And um, I just looked at my mom and I, what am I gonna tell her, you know? So all I said, I said, mom, those are just Max's friends. It's all a show, you know, it's not real. None of that's real. And um, to see from where we, go, where, where we've, where we were um, to where God has us today, it really is a, a, an honor. Um, it's a blessing to know that my friend Max, and I, and I don't say this lightly, it's a blessing to know that my friend Max is not dead. Uh, it's a blessing to know that my friend Max is not in prison. It's a blessing to know that my friend Max, since childhood, Little League Baseball, his mom would discipline both of us. It's so good to know that my friend Max is sharing, um, we're sharing together the work of the Lord and we're making an impact for the kingdom of heaven. I'm so blessed um, to have him with us today. So before he comes up here, he's gonna bless us today. Most of you know, like, how come you're not preaching? And for some of you guys, like, thank God, we're gonna get a break from, from Rigo, but, but um, the leadership has decided to give me some time off just to receive and to breathe for a little bit. Um, and that's very difficult for me to do, so I even kind of switched the schedule around, um, and I said, okay, in between, I'm gonna come and still share a word. I have a message that I need to share, and I, I can't let that wait a few, any more weeks, right? Yeah. So today, Rudy comes up to me, because he's translating, good job, Rudy, and he says, hey, um, Pastor Max is finishing um, with this passage, um, and it's on 2 Kings chapter four. Sorry, I know you wanna, get, you wanna build up to get to the end, I'm killing it for you. And, um, 
and he wants to talk about the, the widow with the vessel that had to fill it with oil. Is that what you're going to close with? And I started laughing today when I get here. I said, that's the message that I have. That's the message that I have to preach in between. So then they're like, well, I guess you're not going to preach it. So God wants you to continue to rest. <laughs> so, but then I said, yeah, but I still have another message that I, that I have that I know God is stirring in my heart. So I'm going to pray into that one now. And now if next week, if next week they come and they preach that message, then I got the sign, God. I got the sign. Amen. So with no further ado, thank you, Max. Um, his wife's here. His kids are here as well. And uh, his beautiful daughter, his handsome young son. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm just so grateful to have Hema here and Max here. We love you. We thank you. Come and bless us with, the, um, with what God stirred in your heart. And um, let's give God some praise and, and just thank him that Max is here with us. All right. Better, you better. Better settle down, brother. As you saw in the pictures, I wasn't always a pastor. I could tap into that any time. Nah, I'm playing. I'm bugging, man. Uh, yeah, those pictures weren't that bad. I think he has a few that I'm a little nervous about. There was one time, man, that uh, it was pictures at school. I think it was third grade. And I had a, well, you saw the afro, right? Um... And I, I was missing a bunch of teeth. You know, we all go through that, that stage, you know. You know, it looked like it was just bad. And then, uh, then that day, the weekend before, before that Monday, I was riding bike, you know, because we used to race. But my dad had given me like this, it was, like a, it was a GT, right? But it was a pink GT that he found in a construction. So he spray painted it silver, and then it didn't have no brakes, so I had to put my, like, you know, you guys know what's up, man. You know, you had to, I had to put my heel on the back wheel to brake. And then some, we were racing around, and some dude cut, me in, cut in front of me, the guy that we were racing, and I hit his back tire. You know what happened, right, to me, right? And I landed like this on the concrete, on the street. And I had, like, skin hanging here, skin hanging here, skin hanging here. And uh, pictures were on Monday. So... <laughs> Toothless, afro, and just like patches of skin missing from my face. I don't think he has that one, but that one's pretty scary. Listen, man, uh, I told my wife I was ready not to preach today. Because uh, the most important person in this place is not any pastor or preacher. It's the Holy Spirit. And I told him there, I was like, if you don't want me to preach, I'm good. I'll sit here and receive. Well, I wasn't going to sit, man, because just the presence of God was so... It is so intense, right? Just because the music's not sounding and, and, and people are not singing doesn't mean that the presence of God just left because we stopped, right? He's here. And, and, and him being here, I believe his presence is a seal and it's a sign of, of the hunger and thirst in our hearts, right? The desperation that's in us to, 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 to encounter him. Um, I don't know, man. So I, I, I heard a word, just a... A word for the worship band. Everybody that's in the worship ministry, just raise your hand really quick. All right. So I heard a new sound. Like I, I saw him incline like this, and I just saw the word, the words new sound. Um, I just want to encourage you guys. I don't know if you guys write or if you don't, whatever the case may be, but I'm going to encourage you every time you go into the quiet place, don't go seeking for a new song, but take your notepad with you, right? 
Like, don't make the quiet place about the new song. The quiet place is because it's for him and you, right? To have intimacy, but just take a notepad. Maybe as a little old school, you know, take your phone and take notes. Whatever you want to do, but just take something that you can write with because I believe a new sound is stirring from, from this house. A sound of, of, of deliverance, a sound of, of hope. Father, I thank you, my God, for what you're doing with the worship team here, Lord. I pray, my God, that everything that they live here, my God, as they minister, will be a fruit of what they live in intimacy, my God. I pray what they do in secret will resound in public, Lord. As they seek you and they go after you, that, my God, you will just manifest yourself here in this place. I declare a new sound arising from this house. Sound that will heal nations, my God. So happy to be in this place and see that they're doing simultaneous translation just to see that you're already expanding influence in this house. And I declare that nations, my God, will be affected from the sound that comes from this house. In Jesus' name. Where's um, Buddy, man? I was talking with Pastor Rigo, and he was, you guys did teams, right? What was the teams thing, the, the thing? And he was like in every picture, bro. Is he here? Hey, you are right there, brother. Can you stand up for a second? I saw you, man, and I started laughing a little bit. I was like, this guy, the only, the only team he didn't go for is women's ministry. I was like, bro. <laughs> I was like, wow, man. I want to tell you, man, that your father is proud of you in heaven. And I, and I believe, brother, that there's blessing coming to you, man, because of how much you are willing to give to him. I was ministered that, and we, we were talking, he's like, man, he's just, his, he's just, he has time, man. He's just giving it all to Jesus. So I just want to tell you, man, that he sees you. Right, that everything that you're doing is, 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 is not just being, you know, looked over. You're not, you're not being looked over. He sees you, man. He sees you. He sees you. And I, I don't know what that means, but he sees you, man. And that that would be your, your reward. Your reward is not anything that you can receive on this earth. Your reward is him. Just lift up your hands for a second. Father, I thank you for my brother Rizzo. And I declare, my God, that you would bless him a, a hundredfold, Father God, for the time and the effort and the love and the words and the tears that he has been sowing, my God, into serving into other people's lives, my God, in every ministry that he's been, he's been serving at, Father God. And I declare that you would fill his heart, that you would fill his hands, my God, with you, with more of you, Father God, that you would be his reward, my God. I declare, Father God, that people will look at him, Father God, and see, man, I want that passion, I want that hunger, I want that thirst. In the name of Jesus, amen. And amen. What's your name, bro? With the white shirt? You have white shirt on, right? What's your name? Ernie. Ernie. Sorry, bro. All right. So I want to tell you something, bro. As uh, I was walking by you, I don't know you, but I feel like you disqualify yourselves from things of God sometimes, man. And I want to tell you that you're not disqualified. I want to tell you that he loves you. He loves you just as you are, but he loves you too much to leave you that way. And he's going to continue to pursue. He doesn't, he doesn't grow weary. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't get tired. And you will one day. So it's better if you just, you know, hey, you know what, Lord? Here I am with my junk, with my garbage, with my sin, with my mess. 
Here I am. And watch him. Watch him do what he promised to do. Do not doubt anymore because you are not disqualified, all right? I just wanted to encourage you today, man, and tell you that he sees you and he, he, he's calling you. He's drawing you near, so don't resist anymore, man. He's not going to reject you and your darkest moment, your darkest day doesn't scare him. Amen? Love you, bro. Oh, man, they left the pandero open here, bro. Okay, cool. I was in the dance ministry, so I know how to use that a little bit. Um, <laughs> I don't even know why I brought this here. Okay. So today's message is called help. Just help. You know, one time, well, well I was teaching my son how to swim, right? And, and it's crazy, right? Because we deal with water every day. But water from the sink or water from the shower is not the same thing as water in the ocean or water in the pool. Because you can control the faucet, how much faucet comes out. You can control the temperature. You can control so many things. When you jump into water where your feet don't touch, you don't have much control. So I was, I was, I was trying to teach him how to live or how to learn to, to, to navigate an element that he's not used to navigating. And I remember, you know, he was, he was, he was swimming, man. And for like the first month and a half, that, guy, that kid must have swallowed like a gallon and a half of water. I'm like, close your mouth, bro. Like, what's wrong with you? But he's trying to breathe the same way he breathes when he's not in water. He's trying to, and you can't, you got to hold your breath. And he would just swallow water and swallow water. And he's like coughing. And then he's like, daddy, my eyes are burning. How many of you guys have, have gone to, when you were little, you would go to the pool soul for such a long time that you look like you were doing something else, right? Your eyes were bloodshot, <laughs> right? If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, praise God. And I was thinking, because what happens is that, you know, Sometimes we look at life and we think that God is being cruel or God is not responding or whatever it is that, that, that's going. Because we live some hard things, right? We, we, know, we know people ourselves, we've, we've gone through it, man. And, and, and sometimes when we're going through it, since sometimes we don't know how to navigate through those things or, or those moments in our life, we feel like, you know, we feel like we're swallowing a bunch of water. We feel like our eyes are in pain. We feel pain and frustration. And then, and then we, we, we tend to, to, to be like, you know what, I'm not, I'm not made out for this. Or, or everything, everybody's being blessed except for me. Or everybody's got a calling except for me. Or everybody knows how to preach or has a word or, or whatever except for me. You know, brother, you got a gift of teaching. You, what's your name again? You have a gift of teaching, bro. You encouraged with it. You shared, you know, you're giving announcements, and I felt encouraged. I was like, wow, man, this guy does really good announcements, bro. <laughs> it's like, like, it's good. And, you know, we were just chill. You weren't hyped up, man, but the Lord has given you a gift, man. And put that to a servant. Watch him do some crazy things with the gift that he's put in your hands, man. If you trust him for it, he'll do amazing things. You hear me? And what happens is that we disqualify ourselves. We, we, why? Because we think that our darkness is too, is too, is too strong or it's too dark. Or, or, and I just want to read a scripture. Okay, I'll read a scripture really quick, okay? In Genesis 1, verse 2, this is, we've heard this and we preached this and we've read this. The earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. You know, it was formless and empty. Imagine somebody inviting you to go out somewhere. Say, Listen, I want to go, where are we going? No, we're going to this place that's formless and empty. And it's extremely dark. You guys, what in the world? Where are you taking me, bro? And we're going to a haunted house? What is it that we're doing? 
Because that's not very appeasing. You know, being formless or being empty or being, or being in darkness is not fun. You know, uh, and, and, and a lot of the times we, we, you know, we feel like there's no form in our lives. We feel like we're empty, right? That we have nothing to give. We feel like we're in a dark moment because this life tends to take you to some dark places. Yeah? But I want to tell you something. Before the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit moved, into, or was moved into any human being or, or did anything, in, in, he was hovering in those places. The darkness did not scare him. The emptiness did not scare him. The formlessness, if that's even a word, did not scare him. And I don't know what is it that you're going through, but I want to tell you something today, that you are not disqualified from the things that God has for you and what he's going to do through you because of your mess. doesn't matter how dark or how formless or how empty you feel today because you might be going through it right today and it's okay. We're human beings and we're going to feel like that some days. But I want to tell you something, that does not disqualify you or he doesn't set you aside because you're living that right now. See, Pastor Rigo, he gave an, an invitation, man, and he's like, man, come up here. Come up here and, and just watch God move in your life. And I was there in the second row, man, and I told my wife, oh, let's go. I told my, my daughter, I was, like, I was like, I'm not going to go over there and get my son, but, I, you know, I, we came up to the front, and my, and my daughter was looking at me like, what? Where are we going? You know, I'm not going to talk about her anymore because teenagers get embarrassed, and I'm not going to do that. <laughs> She's probably sending me a text like, Dad, stop it. But I came up here because there's a desperate cry in my heart that goes beyond the darkness and the emptiness and the formlessness and, and is crying out and reaching out to God. See, the, guy with, the man with the shriveled hand, when God said, extend, when Jesus said, extend your hand forward, he had a decision to make. Because did he want to get healed? Do you think he wanted to get healed? Yes, you know how, you know how people looked at him because he had a shriveled hand? Right? Because back in the day, if you had any illness or any sickness, it was looked upon as a curse. It was either your sin or, or, or your father's sin or your father's father's sin that was upon you. And that's why you, that's why. He, so he was looked upon with shame and he was rejected. And he was looked at less than. And he had lived that all the time. But he still had to find, he still had to fight himself and say, man, should, should I extend it? Do I want to show my, my, my weakness? Do I want to show what's wrong? Do I want to show what doesn't look right? Do I want to show what everybody's been shaming me for one more time? That's what that was, you know, when he said, hey, come to the altar, come to the altar. Man, I don't know, I, I mean, I expected the whole room to be completely empty and everybody up here. But sometimes we're worried so much about what people think. You know what the first thought was when I wanted to go up there? Man, I'm about to preach. Can I be real with you? Man, I'm about to preach. I'm going to give a word. How are they going to look at me if I'm coming up and, and, and asking, you know, for prayer? No, no, you better believe it. I'll mess up just like you are. And I refuse to leave an opportunity just go by when I sense the presence, when I sense that Jesus is here. I want to extend my hand and say, Lord, heal me. Amen. We got to stop playing church and we got to run to the altar. We got to take uh, advantage of opportunities. When God says, come, come, you need to run. Amen. Just run, bro. Don't ask questions. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Like, I'm going. I'm not missing out because that opportunity is there for you. You hear me? And sometimes we're worried about our, our darkness and our formlessness and our emptiness and we don't, you know? And we miss out on things because, man, what are people going to think? Who cares, man? Who cares what people think? There's too much at stake to be just worrying about, whoa, what is he going to say? What is she going to say? What are the leaders going to say? Oh, my goodness. To be honest, nobody cares. 
I mean, we got a couple chismosos because we know we're, we're, we're Hispanics. How many Hispanics in that? We know we got people, you know, we're, we got a couple people that like to communicate, right? And that's okay. You know, they like to communicate. Hey, fine, communicate all you want. I don't care. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't phase me. You know what I'm saying? They got some professional communicators up in here, bro. <laughs> See, and the thing is that John 14, 16. Let's read this first. And I will pray that the Father, I will pray the Father, and he will, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him, for he dwells with you and will be in you, and will not leave you. Will not leave you as orphans. I'm sorry, man, that word. Oof. Gotta understand, man, for a long time I felt like an orphan. Dealt with an orphan spirit. I don't belong. I don't deserve. I'm by myself. No one loves me. If you guys are dealing with that, an orphan spirit is trying to mess with you. And I just want to put that out there, man, because I battled that for so many years. So many years. My mom passed away. My, my, my grandma passed away. My dad left me with my aunts. My aunts, so one of my aunts had my cousin, which was her son. Then my other aunt, Marla, took care of my brother, which was Brian. But I felt like everybody had somebody fending for them except for me. I remember being in Westwood Christian School, man. And I remember because I, I, I and that's a, that's a nice picture of me and Regal. Like, I don't look that thuggish there. But I, I, had, I had six girls to the fan. I used to slash my eyebrow. I had cat scratches in the back. You know, back in the day, everybody used, like, a low fade. I think I had, like, a like a two or like a one and a, and a half and what stuff. And, and I had earrings that I did myself and I, I have the tattoo that I won't, I won't show you because I don't want to scare anybody. But what I'm trying to tell you is that I, I, I had an image, like I buried an image and it, was, it, it, it wasn't too, imagine, like I, I put myself in the parents, you know, in the parents' shoes, right? Because now I'm a parent. If somebody shows up to my house looking like that, yeah, bro, I don't have a gun, but I got a rusty machete that, that does a lot worse. It's not more damage, bro. I want them to suffer, you know what I'm saying? Bullet wound is too easy. But you know what? Like, when I was three girls, man, and none of, the, none of their parents, amen, none of the parents, none of the parents wanted me to go out with them, bro, with their daughters. And I remember, bro, like, you, you, you were like, all thugged out, but, bro, that hurt. It hurt me, man, because I'm like, yo, and I wasn't scared. I remember I went to one of the moms, and I went to the house, and I was like, hey, like, you know, you know what's your problem? I want to date your daughter. I didn't say it like that, but I was just a lot more respectful. Hey, what's going on? I want to date your daughter. What, is there an issue? Like, you know, is there something that I can change? You know, like that, bro, because my mom, my mom, I only had her for 13 years, but in 13 years, man, she, that woman did some crazy things in my life. A lot of the things that I, that I live, and the reason that I am that I am is how I am is because of her. In 13 years, she did what many will do in 60 and I remember feeling, man, nobody cares. If my mom was here, she would fight for me. You know, nobody, nobody values me and nobody's there to, and I want to tell you, you're not an orphan. I don't know why I'm saying this, but you're not, because you know, you're not an orphan. You, you are a son and a daughter of, of the living God. You hear me? He's alive and he, and he loves you. The fact that you're here and you're able to, to, to experience his presence is a sign of how much he loves you, Right? got an invitation for a wedding, you know, the fact that I got an invitation means that I have a special place in that person's heart. 
the fact that you received an invitation to today because it was an invitation. You guys, if you're alive and you got here safely, he, he invited you and he brought you here safely. If you are here, it's because he loves you. Because there's a special, you have a special place in your father's heart. Because all of us, I know this doesn't make sense, but we're all his favorite. You're right? You know, we're brother, we have brothers and sisters, no, I'm his favorite. No, 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 we're all his favorite. And he says that he, give, he, gave, he brought us, he gave us a helper, a helper, the spirit of God, the spirit of truth. And see, it's crazy what you guys, what you guys were, were talking about because in the first, the first points of my notes, and I kind of skipped it because we, we literally sang it for 30 minutes, you know what I'm saying? We talked about Jeho- Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Jireh, you know, this is, the, this is who God is and this is just part, part of some of his names. You know, he is the healer. He provides he is our banner. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy because when you go to war, when they went, you used to go to war, they would go with banners. You know what I'm saying? And back in the day, like maybe like 15 years ago, all the Hispanic churches, they had estandartes, they had banners. Uh, yeah, you guys know what I'm saying, right? The banners and the big flags, you know what I'm saying? You know, I remember, hit, uh, oh man, a uh, quick story. A guy, a guy came from Cuba. To, to, he was moving from Cuba, and it was his first day in our church. He was going to be like one of, one of the worship ministers. And I had my flag, bro. And I, this flag was like PVC pipe, right? And it was like maybe like eight feet long. And then it just had like this big silk, I think it was red at that time. And I'm just, and I think the presence is like that, like we were. And I just got, you get into it, you close your eyes, you're like. And I'm also like, and I'm and when I look at the front door, the Cuban pastor, which was his first day, he was like this, man. So I told the guy on the other side, I'm like, switch, switch, you know, and I, I was like, <laughs> and we switched sides, man. I was like, afterwards, I apologize. Like, I'm sorry for clocking you in the head. That was, poor guy, bro. Welcome to Miami. You know what I'm saying? And they would put banners because th- that was their focal point. They were proclaiming that this is the God that gives them the victory. This is the God who, who protects us. This is the one who provides. This is him. But sometimes, to be honest with you, right, we feel like he's not so Rafa, right? Got quite quick, man. Or I'm the only one that struggled with that, right? When you're praying for healing, when my, when my son was, was in the womb and I was praying for his fingers to grow out. And when he was born, he did, he's still missing fingers. Where, where, where was Jehovah Rapha? You guys haven't battled with that? Oh, when you got, you got negative $5 in your account, right? Right? You got to pay the mortgage. You got to pay. You got no food in your fridge. You know, where is the provider? And I tell you all of this because... The next verse that we're going to read, and it's Acts 1, 4, and 5. It says this, once he was eating with them, this is Jesus, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So Jesus was leaving, who was coming? The Holy Spirit. But who was sending him? It wasn't Jesus. Until the Father sends you the gift he promised. So the Father is sending the gift. Do 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 you wonder sometimes why the men or the fathers are attacked so much in the house? 
Do you, do, you, do you think, if you're a dad right now, do you, do you understand why there's so much opposition for you to rise up and pray and seek his face and love your wife and love your children? Do you understand why? It's because of this. Because if he can damage our image of a father, then we won't receive the things that God has for us. Not because he's not giving it, but because we don't believe that he's giving it. There's a story. You guys know who Kevin Hart is? I like Kevin Hart because he's like... He's really short, so it makes me feel tall, you know what I'm saying? But no, that's not that. <laughs> and and he, he told, I, was, I was listening to an interview, and he told the story that he, he was just starting up his, 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 his comedy career. And he ended, up, he ended up going to his mom, and his mom's like, Mom, he told his mom, hey, Mom, I'm going to go all out. Like, I'm really going to go for it. And his mom's like, you know what? I, I gave you, I wanna, I'm going to give you a promise that I'm going to help you for the first year. I got you if you need it. So Kevin Hart, he starts off good. You know, he gets some momentum. Two, three months pass. He's doing well. The fourth month, he's like, oh, man, I'm starting to struggle. You know, and then the fifth month, he's like, oh, oh, I don't have enough for the rent. And he's starting to like, you know what? He remembers. My mom made me a promise. And he goes, he, he goes to his mom. He's like, what's up, mom? How you doing? Hey, listen, I want to talk to you about, remember, remember that promise? It's always awkward, right, to talk about those things. Hey, mom, you know, remember that promise you made me? You know, if I needed help, you know, financially, that you were going to help me out the first year? She's like, yeah. And she's like, have you read your Bible? He's like, what? He's like, no, mom, listen. I need money. She's like, have you read your Bible? So he's like, man, my mom's crazy. I was like, and he, she, he left. Another two weeks pass by, and he's get, he gets home, and he sees a red notice on his door. What in the world? This is crazy. And immediately, anger starts flowing. Like, you know, he's like, man, my mom told me she was going to help me. And he's like, I'm going to go ask. And he goes, and he's like, mom, listen, I have an eviction notice on my door. You told me that you were going to help me. Help me. He, she's like, have you read your Bible? And he's like, why are you asking me if I've read my Bible? I'm not asking you a, 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 a Bible question. I'm, I need money. And he's like, and she's like, have you read your Bible? And she's like, forget it. I'll say, I'm sure he, he said something a lot worse than that. But he's like, and he left. And he's home and he's pacing back and forth. And he's like, you know what? My mom's crazy. I can't believe that she said she will help and complaining. And he's getting all bitter and angry at his mom. She said she gave me a promise and, and she's not coming through. And all of a sudden he looks and he sees the Bible. You know what? And he goes and he gets the Bible. And he sits down and he slams it on the table. I'm going to read this Bible. And then what she's going to say when I ask her for money. And when he opens the Bible, he sees six envelopes. With six checks to provide for six months of his rent. Everything that he needed, he had. Listen to me. Everything that he needed, he had. His mom had given him a gift, but he never opened it. And because he never opened it, he resented the one that made the promise because... He wasn't seeing the fruits of the promise. But the truth is that he always had the promise. But he just never opened it. How many of us believers, sons and daughters of the living God, 
have been walking this life frustrated at God because he hasn't fulfilled the promise. I want to tell you today, maybe, it's that he has, maybe it isn't that he hasn't fulfilled the promise. Maybe it's because we haven't opened the gift. You know why we don't open the gift? Because we don't believe that he's really giving it to us. Because we've been damaged by life experiences. So maybe one time God, God didn't come through. Like when my mom passed away, man, I dealt, I had this thought, this lie in my head that God wasn't for me, that he was against me. Think about this, man. 13-year-old kid, right? The most important person in your life dies. And I point at God, I'm like, what do you have against me? What's wrong with me? And then what's wrong with you? So all of a sudden, he's against me. So for the next 10 years or seven years, I live like if God was against me. That's why I was so angry. That's why I wanted to, to, to go out and, 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 and bang heads. That's why I wanted to go and smoke and drink. Why? Because I was so angry at God. And I received the Lord in, in, with, with, in, Regal, in Regal's church because I would go to, to Regal's church. And I, and, you know, and, and I remember we went to like a, a Benny Hinn conference. I think I told the story, right? And he did one of these. And everybody fell. And I'm like, whoa, what? I'm like, I was freaking out. And then we went outside and then some guy prayed for us. And then he prayed for Rigo. Rigo fell. I mean, he prayed for me. I was like, I'm going to fall too because I have no I just, I fell backwards. I'm like, I think that, hey, you got to follow, you got to follow his lead, right? He's the one that invited me, bro. You know, so he fell. I'm like, I'm going down too. Huh? Yeah, we were young. We were young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not get it. This wasn't like in our 20s or anything like that. I was just. <laughs> Yeah, 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 let me just put that into context. We were like eight or nine years old, you know, and I, I don't do that anymore. Even though later on in life I did it because some guy was spitting on me while he was praying. And I was like, Lord, I'm sorry, but I'm going. We don't believe that he's given us a gift because your father or people have hurt you. Authorities have hurt you. Your friends have hurt you. Sister, your wife, your husband, they've hurt you. And because you have wounds, then you don't believe that God is good. And if he's not good, then, then you don't want his gift because the gift isn't good. Right? So we go around life with doing this 1,000% effort and we're doing all these things. But I want to tell you something. You can't produce of your own the fruit that you need to produce. The only way you can produce what God is asking you to produce it's by opening up the gift. It's by following the spirit, the, the, the guidance of the Holy Spirit. It's by, it's by in a moment like this, you know, because Pastor, Pastor Regal could have come up here and said, okay, guys, we got to give announcements. We got to keep on going. No, no, no. Hold on a second. The Holy Spirit wants to do something else. And there was almost another preaching before the preaching, which always happened in church, and I love it because I'm like, man, I get to receive before I get to give. You know, but I'm telling you, like, you can't be, if you want to see what you want to see, then you got to listen to the voice and the guidance of the spirit of the living God. You got to open the gift. But I want to tell you something. When you open that gift, get ready. Get ready. That's, that's what Pastor Regal was saying. He's like, listen, we're, we're calling on, on, on you know, Jehovah Rapha and Jehovah Nisi. We're calling for the provider. We're calling for the healing. But what comes with that, what comes with that, when we're asking, we're crying out for him, you can't get a quarter of God. You don't have a mini Holy Spirit inside of you. No, you have the full, grown Spirit of God in you. 
And, and, and if you're going to open it, then he's going to guide and lead you. And it's going to take courage to follow him where he's taking you. You guys hear me? Jesus went and he laid hands on the leper. We, we say like it's, oh, yeah, but he, because we, but come on now. Some of us can't even go say hi to a homeless man because he smells. Right? Come on. Right? Some of us are scared, you know, from COVID. We were scared to go, and, and I'm not here to say COVID this, COVID, no, no. But some of us were in fear. Like, I can't help somebody, bro. What about if the Spirit of God was saying that guy's about to, you know, commit a, a sin or he's about to go into depression or he's about to do this and that? And, and, he, and he's asking you to move because we are his hands. We are his feet. This is nice, man, where we live here. You guys, you guys are blessed. And not because he's, he's like my, one of my closest friends, but this is an awesome spiritual house, man. Man, the, the, you, can, you can go ahead and clap, man. It's cool. Give yourself a pat on the back. You're doing great. But if, but if this is it, We're all getting fat here, bro. Good word, good presence, good music, nice comfortable chairs, AC, translation, great video stuff, amazing, great, great announcements, you know, all of it. <laughs> it's not about this, man. If this doesn't leave these four walls, then what is it for? You come here, man, and, and yeah, we're going to receive. But you're here, Lord, I want to give everything that I am. What do you want from me? Like, you shouldn't wait for Sunday for that question. That's an everyday question, right? That's not what you, you're like, oh, I'm going to ask him one time for the week. No, no, no. Every day when you get up, what do you, what, what do you want from me? What, 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 what are you asking me to do? Holy Spirit, where do I need to yield? Where do I need to push forward? Where do I need to speak? Where do I need to be quiet? Because not everything is, is talking, man. Sometimes you just got to shut up. Excuse the French. Sometimes you got to, you know? I don't know if you're, Chito. Some sounds like they're saying Cheetos, right? Cheetos. No, Chito. Anika, callate. My, my, my dad just had to give me a look, bro. My dad looked for my dad. My dad's like five foot four, you know what I'm saying? But he gives you a look, bro, and you're like, I have the same look, so I gotta be careful because that caused a lot of fear in me, bro. When I was little, I was like, oh my God, that's gonna kill me. How about we open the gift, right? And let him lead. Just let him lead, man. Sometimes you're gonna get it wrong. But when you get it right, everything changes, man. Because sometimes you, we're, we're earthen vessels. I'm going to be honest with you. When I give words and sometimes I tell them, I'm like, hey, listen, take this before the Lord. Get in the word and, and, and let him give testimony of the word. If he says something opposite to what I'm telling you, then you need to follow what he's saying. Because I'm not, I'm not God. I'm an earthen vessel. Sometimes I'm not going to get it completely right. You know, it's going to get a little dirt in that word, right? Right? Can we be honest? 
Because at the end of the day, it's him giving you the word through me. It's not even me. But I need to be responsible. If you ever have a word for somebody, man, make sure you let them know, hey, listen, I'm not the final authority. Go take it before God. And if it says something completely opposite to what the word of God says, you need to forget you heard that word. Yeah? I'm almost done. This is why I needed that. Okay, let's go to Second Kings four, verse one through six. It says this one day the widow, one day the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elijah and cried out, my husband who served you is dead and you know how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come, excuse me, threatening to take my two sons as slaves. What can I do to help you? Elisha asked. Tell me, what do you have in your house? Nothing at all except a flask of olive oil, she replied. And Elisha said, Borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. So she did as he was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her, and she filled one after another. Soon, every container was full to the brim. Say, to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. I don't know if you guys know, see what's happening here, right? We read through it like if it's nothing, but the, the wife just lost her husband. Have we lost somebody that's close to us? A mom, a dad, whatever, cousin, brother, that's pain. But in addition to that pain, because of the debt that she has, they're trying to take her kids. Parents, how, much, how would that feel if someone's taking your kids away from you? All the mama bears in the house, come on now. You know, hey, you can mess with the, with the husband and, and they'll, they'll rise up and they'll protect you. Touch one of her kids. See what happens. The war paint comes out, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> we got we to gotta understand, we can't just read through things, guys. We got to understand what this woman's going through, right? And then she's so desperate and she's like, help, help. And the, 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 the prophet says, what do you have? In your house. And she's like, nothing except for some olive oil. So the prophet gives instruction and says, go get, go talk to your neighbors, go talk to your friends, whoever it is, and get as many jars as, as you can. And go inside your house, close the door, and begin to pour that little bit of olive oil that you had into all those jars. 
and fill him up to the brim. Right? So there was a miracle happening. From the only thing that she had, which was a little bit of olive oil, jars were being full to the brim. But all of a sudden, something happens. They ran out of jars. And when they run out of jars, they run out of oil. It's never an issue of an oil, of oil. It's always a vessel issue. Because there were no vessels, there was no more oil. So I need you to hear me. This world is crying out for help. 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 Your neighbors, your family, your friends, your co-workers, they're crying out for help. They're crying out for help. They're crying out for help. And because there's no more empty vessels, then there's no more oil. Where are you, vessel? The very thing that you feel disqualifies you, which is emptiness, like we talked about at the beginning, is what qualifies you for oil. But if, if, if the enemy can damage or, or lie to you and say you're not worthy, look how, how empty you are. I don't know if you guys have ever washed a cup that maybe has been sitting with some stuff in it for a minute and it gets a little hard, right? You fill it and you can, the, 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 the top comes off but that gunk in the bottom doesn't come off, man. You got to get a spoon and be like, <laughs> we get that, you know, the, 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 I don't, the, the sponge that's really rough. I don't know what, what you call it, but then you fill it again and you see that chunk, it doesn't move. And it, what, what you have to do is you have to empty it and then just let a little bit of water just sit there and settle for a minute. And that's how some of us look like today. We look like that cup that's empty with a little bit of water and some gunk at the bottom. And you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, man, look how dirty. Look at how empty. Look at all the junk that I got, that I got stuck inside of me. Look at all the sin. Look at all the pain. Look at all the fear. Look at all the doubt. And we're looking at that gunk and a little bit of water. And what you don't know is God is about to fill you. But if you don't make yourself available, if you don't say, Holy Spirit, would you do what only you could do? Would you fill me to the brim today? Please, I need you, Spirit of the living God. I cannot do what you're asking me to do without you. So instead of worrying and, and looking at yourself so empty, no, it's okay to be empty as long as you're filled with the Spirit of the living God. They didn't bring her full vessels. They brought her empty vessels, and he, and then it was filled with oil. Listen, you don't have to come full. As a matter of fact, if you're empty right now, it's probably because he's doing something in your life. It's because he's shaking stuff from the bottom of your life from things that happened when you were five, six, seven, an addiction or a wound that you lived and you can't shake it off. And if you feel it, you know, it's not, it's not, if you feel it before healing that, then what's going to happen is you're going to be drinking gunk. 
And I'm not saying you have to be perfect to be filled. What I'm telling you is that if you're living moments in your life that you feel like you're empty and you feel like things are being like pulled and moved and shifted in your life, it's okay. Just come and say, Spirit of God, here I am. A vessel. There's a song, old school song, that it, it, I'm going to send your fire, send your rain, pour the oil in Jesus' name, lose the wind that brings heaven's change, send the fire, send the oil in that rain. I was singing that today in the morning. Send your fire, my God. Send your rain. And we were in this moment of glory. I was like, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Because I can't do this without you. I don't want to entertain people and make people laugh. I don't want to say, wow, man. I love it when you guys say, wow, man, what a great word. But that, that's not what I want. I don't want that. My desire is that you, we would encounter God, that we would be forever changed and transformed because of what we live today. Hey, Pastor Regal was saying some of you guys are going to see, give testimony a day, two days, a week from now about what happened today in that moment of glory. That's what it's all about. So stop worrying if, 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 you, if, if you have gunk inside you or if you're empty and you feel like you don't have nothing to give. No, come on, empty vessel. Because there's some oil that wants to get inside you. And not only inside you, but it wants to fill you to the brim. Have you ever, like, you know, got in a cup? You know what I'm saying? Like, I went the other day to, to eat lunch with, my, with my, my wife. We were in, um, where were we, man? Oh, in Orlando. And I, I, I went to go get, like, cups. And I had, like, four cups. And they were all filled to the brim. I was like, that wasn't smart. So I'm walking, bro. And I'm like, and every time I make a move, it would drip out. So I'm like, bro, by the time I get over, they're going to be, like, halfway. But that's the, the, that's, that's the intent of being full to the brim, that whatever move you make, what's inside you gets outside you. You know? Being filled to the brim, what's it, it's, it's easy for what's inside you to get outside you and outside, on, on somebody that needs it, right? So come. I don't know if the worship band can get up here. You guys said, man, I almost even, I, I, I could have left after that moment of worship and, and I would have been full. But if God wanted you to hear what we've spoken about in these last 30 minutes, it's for a reason. So my question is, where are the vessels that are ready to be filled? Where are the vessels? Every one of us here have an excuse for not coming to be filled. And there's nothing added. Like the spirit of God lives inside us, you know, the moment that we decided to follow Jesus, you know, it's not something that's like, he's in us, but we just got to give him permission to lead. You hear me? We got we to gotta yield to him. We got to yield to his instructions. We've all made the prayer. Lord, whatever you want, come on now. How many of you, how many of us have made that prayer? And like Pastor Rebo says, God's there smiling like, hmm, okay. Every time that you disagree with what God is asking you to do, it should show you, it should show you if you believe what you say you believe. 
Faith is not needed when you always agree with everything that is being asked to you. Faith is needed when you have to do something that goes completely opposite to what you think you're supposed to do. Hear me? So right now you might think, oh man, I'm not worthy of this. Or you might think, man, is he really going to come through because of the father wounds that we have? Because it's a promise that's coming from the father. So we have father issues, we have daddy issues, which we all have daddy issues. Then we're not going to decide to say, you know what? You know what, God, I'm good. Because I don't believe that you are who you say you are. And that you're giving me what you say you're giving me. As a matter of fact, I believe the complete opposite. What I'm telling you today, that you need to take a step of faith today. You need to move in the other direction of what you th- or where you think you should be going. Right? I, I think about the people, the people of Israel and they see this huge sea. I don't know if it was a good day, if the water was calm, it was a good day for fishing. I don't know how many fishermen we have here or it was a good day to go boating or jet skiing or whatever the case, or was it choppy or whatever. But I understand that they see this ocean or the sea and they're like, what are we going to do? Every time there was, every time there was opposition, their response was like, we, we should go back to Egypt. Every time there was a challenge, it was like, we need to go back, we need to turn back. How about today you say, no, there's no turning back. How about you say, I'm going to move in the direction of the sea. I'm going to move in the directions of the, of the raging waters. I'm going to move in the direction of, of, of fear or pain. You think that that's what's waiting for you, but I tell you something. That he doesn't know how to fail. That he's batting a thousand. Like that song that we sang earlier. He has never failed and he's not going to start with you. So today you have a decision to make. Stand up to your feet. perfect song he is who he says he is he is the healer even though sometimes you felt like he hasn't healed he is a provider even though sometimes you felt that he hasn't provided he is your banner even though sometimes you felt that he hasn't protected you I tell you today church if you choose say here I am I'm the vessel that you're looking for fill me he will fill you and he will fill you to the brim I need to tell you something full disclosure you're going to lift some rough stuff man. you're going to maybe experience some pain like that widow experienced but that didn't stop her from going and looking for vessels that it, her pain and her suffering didn't stop her from going and asking everybody that she knew give me your vessel and I'm here today telling you I've been through some stuff and Rigo's been through it with me a lot of the stuff 
I've been through some pain. I've been through some struggles. I've, I've, my, when you're, where your heart is, is literally, you feel your heart is in pain and, and you, there's no more tears to cry and, and, and there's anger and frustration and questions and you don't get answers to those questions like, why? Why did my mom have to die? Why did my son, why, why, why? And you don't get a, a, an answer and a response. And I'm not telling you that that's going to go away. I'm here to tell you that it might not go away and you might live some pain, but I want to tell you something. This widow, even though she was going through pain and even though she was struggling, she says, I need to go find some vessels so that they can be filled with oil to the brim. And I'm here to tell you, he's looking for some vessels. Is it you? Is it you? Is it you? Is it you? Are you here today saying, no matter what I'm going through, I need to be filled with the oil today? If that is you, I want you to run to this altar right now. Come to the front. And as we sing this song, I pray that the Spirit of God will begin to fill you. And I pray that every, every gunk that's at the bottom of where you've, you've been ashamed of begins to come into the front. Let's go. Come to the front. Don't be ashamed. Let's go.
se siente tu gloria en este
You know, um, in the scripture it says there are many vessels. There's vessels of honor and vessels of dishonors. You've heard us teach through that text. And Lord, that's our prayer that we would be vessels of honor. And you know, I started thinking about the widow with the vessels and she wanted to save her family, to save her son, to save herself. And she had no more oil but just a little bit. You know, and I love that. Sometimes what we feel is like if it's not enough, you know. She goes up to the prophet and she says, Prophet, all I have is uh, just a little bit of oil left. And um, they're going to they're gonna take my son into slavery. And who knows what they'll do to with, with me. And the prophet says, you know, go to all your neighbors and, and get all the vessels bring them into your house and with that little bit that you have begin to pour it into the vessels it kind of reminds me as well as the the multiplication of the fish and the loaves but you see she she had to come to the Lord with what she had and in her point it was just this little bit Lord that's all I feel I have and we understand that the mathematics of the kingdom is so different than the mathematics of earth. Sometimes we feel like what we are and what we have is minimal. But the Lord shows us in return that what he does with that, he maximizes it and it's to fill multitudes. This woman had so much oil that she was going to be able to sell now and, and also be able to to live off it, save her own family, save her son, and to finally live in the house that her husband used to be the moneymaker of. And um, I felt like the word disqualified came out a lot today. I felt like maybe as Pastor Max was speaking, you know, the, the cry for help was spoken about. And you might feel like that widow as he closed up with, that you say all I have is just this little bit and the Lord says if you could just surrender that little bit you'll see the windows of heaven you'll see my faithfulness you'll see my goodness and you'll be able to see how much more and what I'm able to do with what you feel and with what you view which is so little I'm able to multiply that and make that so much more Lord, I, I pray that every single person that's here, that maybe we are before your presence and there's a past before your presence and there's an emptiness. There's a presence and there's a little bit. We're before your presence and there's all these things that we're carrying and we're trying to even voice it to you. And where do we go from here, Lord? And, and you just speak to us and you say, I'm making you a vessel of honor. Even with the little bit that you have, watch what, I'm, watch what I do. Watch how I'm, I'm to make it so much more than what you could even imagine. But if you want me to transform you into that vessel of honor, you need to be willing to give that. You need to be willing to surrender that. And if you want to be that vessel of honor, just like this story, 
You need to be willing to allow me to fill. Fill those empty spaces. Fill that it would overflow. And in that moment, then those vessels that once looked dishonorable will now become vessels that have great honor for my kingdom. But you have to allow me to fill it and you have to come to me and surrender it. So Lord, we come to you with surrender, as surrendered vessels, with the little bit that we might have. And we say, Lord God, help. And Lord, we know that your ear is attentive to your children, to your sons and to your daughters. And you could say today to us, I see what you give. I see what's there. There's nothing that is hidden. Naked we stand before you. And this is all we have, but we give it all to you. And Lord, that you would do what only you can do. Holy Spirit, that you would fill how only you can fill. And that we'd be vessels of honor because there are so many more that need to be filled with the oil that lives in us. That we need to pour out and touch and give testimony and live our lives before them so that they too could become vessels of honor in the great house of God. So thank you for this cry of help. And thank you because you say, here I am, faithful and true. I've never left. I've never moved. I am pouring out my blessings, my oil over your life to fill the vessels that may be empty or feel like you have so little. Here I am to overflow. Thank you, Lord, for blessing this church another Sunday with the overflowing truth of faithfulness of your word. Your word is true over us. We take it and we say, Lord, fill this house with vessels that are filled with oil that are, that's overflowing and that could touch many more for the kingdom of heaven. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name. And together we say, amen. Give God some praise. So worthy. Amen. Okay, before you guys sit down really quick, uh, Nancy, can you come up to the front? Uh, it's Pastor Appreciation Month, man. And uh, you guys don't understand. Uh, get right there, I'll come on this side. You don't understand. Rafa, Semani, in fact, you don't want to slow dance to that? Let me, I'm going to tell you something. So today in the morning, I heard that song for the first time. Who was it that sent it to me, man? It was one of you guys. Oh, I think it was Omar. But I was like, wow. I think I asked you, I was like, yo, that song that you sang, that you guys had in worship. So today, I, I asked the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I asked the Holy Spirit. I was like, Lord, I don't want to tell anybody what to play, but if, if we can have this song to minister today. So the moment you started playing, I started laughing there. I was like, man, so I was like, you're so good, Holy Spirit. Um, and it's so easy to flow in this house. And I always say it's so easy to just come here and just... Allow God to do whatever he needs to do. And it's, a lot has to do with this couple that's here, with Regal and Nancy, because they've been willing to pay a price. And uh, some of us will never know the price, but they're paying it, man. And I want to honor you guys. I want to honor you guys and tell you that you guys are doing an amazing, an amazing job through your flaws, through your struggles, through your fears, and through your pains. God is for you guys, man. And I saw <clears throat> Regal torches being lit all over the city. 
see that now. I just see a picture and it just, it's dark. And you see a torch over here and a torch over there and a torch over there. And it just begins to spread out, man, all over this city. And I know what God's shown you, man. And what he's shown you is what it is. And you will see men and women from this house rise up. And I don't know if it's going to be churches, but I see, I just see torches, man. I don't know what that means, but I just see torches all over the city. And you guys are lighting up this city for Jesus. And whatever opposition has come against you is because the call that he has upon you. He's tried, he's tried to attack where it hurts the most with the, to the people that are closest to you because he knows that he needs to do everything to impede what God has placed in your hearts. So every time you look around and you see chaos, you remember that it's for a purpose. Every time you look around and you see pain, you remember it's for a purpose. Every time you look around and it looks dark, you remember that there's torches that are being lit right now that are being drenched in oil. They're being drenched in oil, drenched in oil, drenched in oil, so that once they're lit, they will never be put out. Since the moment that I came here, I told you, I was like, this is a house of leaders. I didn't know what that meant, but I know what it means now. I know what it means now. These are men and women that are going to be drenched with the oil of the Spirit, and you're going to see how they begin to light the city for you. So continue to believe, man. Continue to, to, to pray and cry out. doesn't matter how many times you fail, you get back up. Father, I thank you. Extend your hands this way. Father, I thank you for Nancy and for Regal, for the pastors in this house. I ask you, Holy Spirit, I ask you, Holy Spirit, to just minister their heart right now, my God. You know, you know what they need, my God. I pray, Father God, for strength, I pray for peace. And in those things that they feel like they haven't seen an answer, I pray for hope. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Lord. You have called them for such a great, great, great work. Father, I pray that not a hair on their head or on their children's head will be touched, my God. I pray that you guard them and protect them. They're going out and they're coming in, Father God, that you would be with them, my God, everywhere they go. Father, that you would continue to lift up men and women around them that would, that would be, help them, Father God, in the work that they're doing, that they would be faithful, my God, to you and to them, Father God that they will lift up their arms when they retire, that they would be men and women, Father God, with discernment, my God, to see when their pastors need to be lifted up, Father God, and encouraged, my God, and taken care of like they're doing now, Father God. This week, I know it's hard for him to be on the sidelines when there's a word inside him, Father God, but you have, have decided to give them rest, my God. You have decided to, to, to just lift up their arms, Father God. I pray that you continue to do that, my God. And I declare, Father God, that your Holy Spirit will be their guide. It just fell from the Spirit to release a word over you guys. And I feel like you've been doing an apostolic work. It's been unseen, but it's been a foundational work. And it's been a very important work. And Rigo, I release this word that you are a burning one. You are a burning one for the Lord. 
you burn for his presence. And I want you to know that in that intimacy, in that intimate place, that that is the most contagious thing. That those around you are catching on fire because of your love for him. And the enemy has tried to come. And I feel like you guys have been in an intense season of warfare. But I tell you, it's because of a purpose. Because there's a greater calling. There's a greater purpose that the Lord is trying to do. Do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear men. Do not fear words. The Lord is with you. And I know, and I feel it in my spirit, you guys are dreamers. You guys are dreamers. Continue to dream big. Continue to dream those things that God has put in your heart. They should surely come to pass. And it's been your perseverance, Regal. I feel like there's been times where you've struggled and there's been a wrestling in your heart where you're like, man, I just want to go. But you've been obedient to the Lord and you've waited on the Lord. And he sees that. He sees that. He sees the perseverance. He sees it. Does not go unnoticed. He will bring it to pass. And your greater days are in front of you. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. How many of you guys are grateful for your pastors? Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Let them know, man. Let them know. Just say, hey, we love you. Thank you. You know, I know, you know, but come on, man. We need, we need words of encouragement. You don't know how far that goes, right? So not everybody at a time. Not everybody just rush them and tell them. But, but just when you see them, you know, shoot them a text, you know. Just something that I practice in my personal life. If somebody comes, comes into my mind, I, I try to text him immediately or call him. And there's been times that even I, I call him and he's like, bro, I was just talking about you. And I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever the case may be. And the worst thing that happens is you can talk to somebody that, that you love. But just begin to love people, okay? Be obedient and just be intentional. Love you guys. Love you, Rigo. Love you, Nancy. Amen. You guys don't have to tell me all those things. You've told me so much already. We have a beautiful house here, man. We're so grateful for you guys. Hey, I know it's late. It's a little bit different today, but God is, uh, God is so good. Amen? So um, next week, uh, we have uh, just a tremendous weekend as well. Invite people. Love you guys. You're loved. Go in his presence. Go in his peace. What a beautiful time. Thank you, Pastor Max, Hammer, the family. We, we honor this, man. Great.